Have you been following the controversy about Alia Bhatt and the paparazzi? Well, on the grounds that you may not have been, here's what happened. Alia Bhatt was at home and she realized that two people had gone on to another building, an adjacent building, had trained their telephoto lenses into her house and were going on shooting. She was predictably outraged and she tweeted about this and she said this has crossed all limits. This is a complete invasion of my privacy. But despite that, the photographs appeared anyhow. The uproar grew, various people in the film industry tweeted in support of her. And then finally, without any apology, without any explanations, the offending photographs were withdrawn. Now, Obviously, this is wrong. It's completely unacceptable to train your cameras into somebody's house. But it goes on. Many people in the media use as a defense the argument that once somebody agrees to be a celebrity, they lose their rights to privacy. This is an idiotic defense. It's not a defense that stands up in any court of law, but they use it anyhow. It is unfortunately something that happens all over the world. It's at its worst in Europe and it's not just movie stars or pop stars who are the victims. It's also members of the British royal family and other such people. For instance, the Duchess of York was photographed some decades ago, topless with a financial advisor in the south of France. A bit after that, Princess Catherine, the wife of the Prince of Wales, was photographed topless again in France near a swimming pool. Both these photographs were taken by a cameraman, a photographer who hid in the distance, had a very, very powerful telephoto lens and invaded private spaces to do it. Now, again, the defense was they're celebrities. Why shouldn't we take their pictures? Well, you should take their pictures and you have a right to take their pictures if they're, say, walking on the street, if they're going to a premiere. But if they're at home, if they're in something that they regard as a private space, do you really have the right to train your telephoto lens in and catch them in states of undress? I think 99% of the world would say no. It's got further than that. In England, for instance, and this is some time ago, people taped telephone conversations, private telephone conversations between Camilla Parker Bowles and Prince Charles. She's now the queen and he's now the king and Princess Diana and an admirer who she was clearly having an affair with. And these were released to the media and some newspapers even put up phone lines where you could call and listen to these conversations. These were private, intimate and embarrassing, frankly, conversations. The people who had those conversations imagined that they were not being listened to. They imagined that they were in a private space communicating privately. But no, because the media is intrusive they were not in a private space. Now, some of this changed, not all of it, some of this changed in the West after the death of the Princess of Wales, or Princess Diana. You will remember that incident. She was pursued by paparazzi on motorcycles when she was going into a tunnel in Paris. And her driver, who was probably drunk to begin with, was so thrown by all the paparazzi chasing them that he banged the car and the Princess of Wales died. This led to calls for some restrictions on paparazzi, some protection on privacy, and it's worked. Well, it's worked only up to a point. Prince William, for instance, sued the magazine that carried topless photographs of his wife, and he won. But it still continues in the continent. 
In England, there are now pretty strict restrictions on what you can do, what you can't do, whether you can show pictures of celebrity children. And these are sometimes violated, but by and large, they've held. In India, on the other hand, we have no such rules. I don't know any media organization that covers celebrities or famous people that has any guidelines for what its photographers should do. Nor do the editors know where you draw the line. So basically, everybody just makes it up as they go along. And privacy dies a quiet death. You could argue, as many people do, that you know this is just a business about celebrities. It's not. It affects all of us. Because privacy ultimately is something that every individual is entitled to. Every individual has the right to live with dignity, to have a certain amount of privacy. And unfortunately, even if you're not a film star, your right to privacy has now gone. As far as people are concerned, people in the media and people outside, we're all just commodities, something they can make money out of. In the case of celebrities, it's easy to see how they're making money out of them. They're taking pictures and selling them. Magazines are hoping to increase their sales by carrying these personal and private photos. But it affects you and me also. Think about it. If you've been to a shop recently, you'll know that when you come to settle the bill, they'll ask you for your telephone number. They don't really need the telephone number to complete the transaction. They take your telephone number because they want to compile a dossier of people they can spam. And they can spam on their mobile phones, which surely is an invasion of our privacy. Some go further. They use those numbers to make nuisance calls to us, which is an even greater invasion of our privacy. And some do the worst thing of all. They take those numbers and they sell them. They sell them to scamsters, to operators who want to make money cheating us. And now, because they have access to our mobile numbers, can get to us directly on our mobile phones. Many years ago, 10 years ago, maybe more, I once ran a campaign against the kind of SMSs that had taken over all our messaging facilities on our phones. I said that people should not be allowed to SMS us with gibberish because our phones were our own. We wanted some degree of privacy and we had the right to expect it. Try the organization that's supposed to be looking at all this, did take some notice after many, many articles and guidelines were issued. Those guidelines have now been forgotten. The current avatar of Try is either ineffectual or incompetent. I don't know, I pass no judgment. But let's just say that Try does nothing to protect you and me, the consumer. So it's now got to the stage where the messaging section on your phone, the messaging facility, is something you'll never use. It'll just become a place for commercial messages, people trying to sell you real estate, people trying to sell you other products. Most of us, if we want to communicate with our friends, have been driven to WhatsApp because that facility, iMessage for instance, which is a very efficient facility and which is free, we can't use because it appears on our messaging function and that is full of garbage. Messages sent by people trying to flog us things, trying to make money out of it. What about robocalls? How often, when you're in the middle of doing something important, has your phone rung? You pick it up. It's not a number you recognize, but you think maybe it's a useful call or an important call. You pick it up and it's some recorded message trying to sell you something or the other. Is that even decent? Is that responsible? Should that be allowed? Try does nothing about it. So anybody can call you on your mobile at any time, apart from the people who try and sell you things and make these sales calls. They don't even bother now to put voice, real voices on the line or real people on the line. It's just some tape recording. 
Now, surely, Try or somebody should say, you can't invade people's privacy this way, but they don't. As time has gone on, it's become more sinister. Once they've begun selling telephone numbers, people take these phone numbers and then masquerade as what? Paytm, SPI, some bank or the other, and send you messages on your phone saying, something has gone wrong with your account, or your account will be deleted, or you'll have to give us your personal details. The moment you do that, and you think it's genuine because how would they have your mobile number, right? The moment you do that, they take your details and they clean your account out. Nobody, none of the banks, Paytm, really gives a damn about it. They say, how did they get your number? Well, it's your fault you gave it. Well, no, it's not my fault. People often don't let me do things unless I give my number. I have a reasonable expectation of privacy, but that expectation is belied by the actions of the bodies that should be controlling my privacy and restricting access to it. So ultimately, as far as you and I are concerned as citizens, we have no rights, we have no dignity, we have no privacy. We are merely commodities. People try and make money out of us. They try and take money out of us by using our private information to sell us things. They try and make money out of us by calling us and trying to get us to buy things. Or worst of all, they use our information to steal our money. It's different, I can see it from a film star having his or her privacy invaded, but only up to a point. Ultimately, what's at stake is privacy and the reduction of all citizens of India to commodities. We are there without rights, without dignity, without privacy, just for people to make money out of us. You don't think somebody should take action? Of course they should. I've been saying this for years, but sadly, the system is now so rotten, nobody bothers.